Hey everyone, this is Orla Concanon of Eldergrow, and you're listening to Cosmic Soup. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for another delicious episode of Cosmic Soup. Now, I know what you're thinking. Mike, where have you been? You left us hanging. My life just hasn't been complete without the soup. I know it's been a while since our last episode, but what can I say? Things have been a little, well, out of the ordinary, to say the least, and we had a bunch of stuff we just had to take care of. I'm sure you understand. But rest assured, we're back on track and ready to blow your minds once again. And today, we have a very special guest, someone who specializes in something that is absolutely epic, that is near and dear to my own heart, therapeutic gardening and horticulture. And believe me when I say that the services her company provides are out of this world and awe-inspiring. So much so that Culinary Coach is proud to partner with them on some really cool projects. So please welcome to Cosmic Soup, the founder and CEO of Eldergrow, Orla Cannon. Hey, Orla, welcome to the show. I'm so glad we could finally make this happen after talking about it for about a year, huh? <laughs> well, I am delighted to be here, Mike. Thank you so much for inviting me and for your patience while we, I had to reschedule, but I too have been looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, it's crazy when I was uh, thinking about it's been close to a year now since we first worked together at the Leading Age Conference and kind of how everything has changed over the last few months. And, you know, now uh, everything, just the landscape of all the businesses has changed and Eldergrow has had to kind of go through a whole lot of, of different structural changes as well. So uh, no no surprise that we had to kind of uh, put things off for a little bit. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think we're all in the same shoes where we're all doing a dance and we were managing here at Eldergrow. That is the good news where we're, our head is above water and we're rooting for our senior living partners and really, really appreciate how they're taking good care of our elders right now. So yeah, it's good to be here. So we can, we can uh, give praise to the, to the senior living industry and, and share how we can help. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I, of course, am very familiar with what you do, but for our amazing listeners here on the old Cosmic Soup, let's get a little bit of background on you. So why don't you tell us how you came up with the concept of Elder Grow? When did you officially start it? Well, uh, we officially started in 2015. So we just celebrated five years on Earth Day and... Um, it, it was a result of a lifelong passion that I've held for our elders. I um, suppose the inspiration truly started with my Irish grandmother, who we called Nana, and she lived to be 99 years of age. And she really just helped me put our elders on the map for me. They're on my radar, and I have a tremendous respect for them. And um, she, my Nana, had uh, businesses on both sides of the Atlantic. So she uh, lived in Ireland and then she lived here in the States. And we were very close. And I think it's a result of that that I manifested in a career in senior living and, and now elder grow. And I um, used to live in Dublin, Ireland, where I worked for the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. And then here in the States, I worked for a senior living communities. And now, as you know, for the past five years, I've been doing elder grow. 
Yeah, that's a that's a pretty awesome history. I love the fact that it started with a family tie, which I do find that a lot of businesses and passions start with something that that is close to you and that passion kind of turns into something that you pursue. I also love the fact that there's a tie to Ireland, which just, you know, for me, I've got these visions in my head about, you know, what what Ireland is actually like. So so that's really cool. You weren't born there, though, right? No, I was not. My uh, parents emigrated. I, I do have dual citizenship, though. Um, so I studied college um, sometime there uh, during my college years. And then I lived there in my 30s. And that's when I was working for the Alzheimer's Society. I, I worked in their national office. And that was the foray into senior living and um, actually having walked in the senior living space for a while. I worked in communities and um, that is where I got the idea for Elder Grow. I, I, what I noticed was that the residents didn't get to go outside that much. They, they spent inordinate amounts of time indoors and that was my observation. And um, as a nature lover, I, I really wanted to figure out a way to solve that problem. I saw it as an issue. And um, that was the seed for Elder Grow, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of uh, puns and, and metaphors around agricultural uh, space and, and gardening for sure. Right. And did I read it correctly that you actually received some seed money based off some research project that you did? That's, that's pretty close. I, um, Eldora was born, if you will, while I was in graduate school. So I went off to Seattle University and I got a um, healthcare leadership uh, MBA. And um, I had to come up with a business plan as part of my degree and uh, it be, became Elder Grow. Uh, I was encouraged to solve a problem for the strategy around the business plan. And so I, as I made mention, noticed that um, because residents couldn't get outside that much, there I needed to come up with a solution. So the solution was Elder Grow, where we bring nature indoors. And my business plan during graduate school really developed this concept in my uh, cohorts at the time, they encouraged me to enter into the university's business competition, and that which I did. And um, after a series of competitions or different rounds, kind of like Shark Tank, um, if you will, I, <laughs> I uh, Elder Row came and, and was in the finals, and it won a lot of awards. It, uh, one of them was uh, audience favorite, and we won some prize money. And then uh, close thereafter. We also uh, were accepted into University of Washington's Accelerator for Innovative Startups. So um, that lent to some uh, seed money as well. And that's how I started the company. Oh, that's an amazing story. I absolutely love that. And so now getting to the um, nuts and bolts of, of what it is that Elder Grow is about, in essence, what you do is therapeutic gardening, correct? That's correct. Awesome. And so if you could describe that for people, kind of what that means. Sure. Well, therapeutic gardening or you know, therapeutic horticulture, as it's also called, uses plants and plant-related activities 
to support a person's mind, body, and soul. So it's a bit more layered than a garden club. So we create activities for the residents that are innovative and they go beyond just traditional gardening activities. So for example, we have garden art uh, classes for the artists and then we'll have culinary harvest classes for the foodies in, in the senior living community. We'll also have educational classes, say for example, around air cleaning plants. And this will engage the intellects in the communities. So we really try to come up with a diverse curriculum and program that is enriching and stimulating. Um, we actually even do a garden to glass. Uh, that's our new component of one of our programs where the herbs that the community uh, grows would later be transformed after harvesting into a tasty libation. And, and thanks to you at Culinary Coach, we have some neat recipes that we provide our, our customers and in fact, I, you also help us with a cultural recipe that we give to the community. So all that is to say that we are coming up with you know, robust curriculum to really engage residents in a meaningful way using the garden. So what we have, I probably should um, explain that part of Elder Grow. What we do is we have indoor gardens. And so they're beautiful uh, gardens. They're, um, they're really a, truly a showpiece in the community. They're mobile. They're on wheels. They have a grow light and they're filled with colorful plants, fragrant plants, um, herbs in, in some cases. And so we really try to grow life indoors. And that's, that right there is the crux of therapeutic gardening, growing life indoors and giving residents uh, renewed purpose, uh, something to nurture. Yeah, that's amazing. And also, the gardens themselves, uh, as you said, are beautiful, but they're constructed at least partially by a very special group of people, are they not? Yes, indeed. We are very fortunate to partner with a um, nonprofit that has a job training program, a job skills training program out of Chehalis. And what they do is um, they provide uh, job skills training for disabled veterans and other adults living with disabilities. So um, this fine group are the, are the very ones who handcraft our indoor gardens, and they're just beautiful. They're with, made out of local Douglas fir wood, and they're a showpiece, and, and the, the woodwork is really pretty amazing. So we're very fortunate to work with this group. Yeah. And I can say that, you know, we have one at the office and it is in and of itself a work of art. And then when you fill it up with herbal awesomeness, it's even that much cooler. So, and they also make those cutting boards, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We They, they make the cutting boards. So those are really perfect for our culinary herb garden program. And we love sharing those as gifts as well. And in fact, Actually, come to think of it, some customers like to use those as well for their own community gifts, the, the cutting boards. So um, that's definitely part of it. Oh, and in fact, we also have a chalkboard made by them. So we have a large um, chalkboard. It's about two foot wide by three foot long. And um, customers often place that chalkboard, which is made out of the beautiful uh, wood frame. It, um, next to the culinary herb garden. So that's the second type of garden we have. We have the original 
therapeutic sensory garden. And then we more recently developed and um, launched a culinary herb garden. That's the very one that we partner with you and, and starting a year ago when we had that fun at leading age uh, San Diego conference Yeah, where, yeah, that was good fun. Um, yeah. So that there's a chalkboard that goes with that, that particular garden as well. Cool. Well, you just got into the next thing that I was going to ask you about. So initially y'all started out with, with two kinds of gardens, the culinary and the therapy. What can you tell us about those two and uh, who are each of those targeted at? Well, the um, therapeutic uh, horticulture garden was our original garden. And so we've been doing that one for five years now. It's, as I mentioned, a large indoor mobile garden with a grow light. So they, they really can um, provide quite a, um, they, they really make the gardens pop. They're brightly lit. The colors come alive. And so those particular gardens are colorful and fragrant and they beautify a space, of course. So they're, beautifying but they're also fulfilling so the residents have something to care for and this particular garden is well suited for the memory care and skilled care populations um, because of the therapeutic component i have educators across the u.s who come in and they provide hands-on therapeutic gardening programming so for that reason, it's really a perfect fit for the therapy, um, pardon me, the, the memory care and skill care areas of the community. And um, the culinary herb garden, on the other hand, really is uh, well-placed for independent living and assisted living. It's a DIY garden, do-it-yourself. And this program comes with herb of the month. Um, so instead of having our educators go into the community what we do instead is we ship my ready to plant organic plants to the community each month and we provide programming um, that brings farm to table into the senior living community and it includes the cultural recipe that you help provide <laughs> might i mention yeah yeah and, and your chef tips and it's been just so fun and, and to partner with you. You really helped us raise the bar when it comes to the culinary component of this program. Um, the, the other piece of the program is the activity side. So we it's interdepartmental program. It's a culinary program in addition to it being a activities program. So say, for example, an activities director could... Um, create an herb sachet with the herbs that they grow uh, with the residents. So that's how it's interdepartmental. And so those are our two main core indoor garden programs. Yeah. And if you don't mind me uh, asking you to elaborate on something real quick, uh, in the in the sense of uh, when you're talking about the, the therapeutic side of it and kind of how it ties into memory care and things like that, what is the mechanism? How does the science work um, when we are working with people in, in those conditions, how do the plants and the herbs help them? So um, we know that the senses, the five senses are to engage them and stimulate them can be uh, very beneficial to us as humans. So the, the gardens, they themselves have a large 
focus on sensory stimulation, whether it's fragrance, uh, tactile components. Uh, then we are able, with our programming, to hit on the other senses. So, for example, the, those being taste, you know, we'll do culinary classes and we'll gather residents around to to hit the auditory component during socialization. So we, we hit all the, the senses, um, and that we know from research how beneficial it is. You know, we were just, for example, um, we launched a new uh, by census kit, and what we know is that you know, there's that the sense of touch, for example, can improve mood, and it helps improve socialization and participation, and it helps improve memory with individuals living with Alzheimer's. So there's just a definite connection between plants and humans. Um, one study that we um, were, were just reviewing that was really fascinating that around memory and there's your past memory, what you learned, say for example, at school, and then there's your present memory which is your you know, day-to-day, minute-by-minute memory. And then there's your future memory or when you're trying to remember to remember, like what you have ahead. <laughs> and that's the, most, <laughs> that's the most complicated type of memory. And so there was a study, that, uh, a neuroscience study, that took rosemary and lavender and they performed a test. It was a controlled study. And it was a test focused around that future memory. And again, that's remembering to, to remember it's uh, more complex. And what they found was that the participants with the rosemary infusion did significantly better than those who didn't uh, have the, the rosemary. And what um, I find really fascinating is that the lavender uh, uh, demonstrated a decrease in performance. And so this makes sense, though, if you think about it, because lavender, we all associate it with being, you know, something that calms you mm-hmm. and relaxes you, and you would associate it with sleep and sedation. So that makes sense that, that, that la- the particip- participants did, didn't do as well around the, the lavender because that is well known. I think we don't think about the studies behind it, but um, it's well known to relax. And so... We use lavender in our gardens. We use it in both gardens, for that matter, both the culinary garden as well as the therapeutic garden. And so that's an example uh, of how we engage the senses and, and make, provide for therapeutic interventions. Yeah, and it's actually a good way to integrate kind of natural assistance uh, for for people as opposed to only relying on, say, medication or, or pharmacology. This is something that can be used uh, amongst a, a myriad of other treatments, but it provides a really natural alternative for people. Absolutely. It's definitely, hands down, a non-pharmacological approach to wellness. And you know, it, there's over 200 evidence-based studies. It, it's really mind-blowing uh, how much research has been done around it. And it's really what locked me in back in uh, grad school was the, all these, uh, the wealth of data around it. Um, for example, when I was entertaining this concept of therapeutic horticulture and developing elder grow, I, um, University of Washington, 
in our own backyard here in Seattle, they have um, some fascinating um, evidence-based reports around nature and humans. And one that just to this day, I always, I always talk about, and I'll talk about now, but that <laughs> frequent, because I just couldn't believe it. It's, frequent gardening has been shown to reduce the risk factors for dementia by 36%. And I've never seen something so definitive. And to your point, it's a non-pharmacological approach to wellness. So keep weeding. It does count. And, you know, definitely get your hands in the soil. Doesn't that have to be master gardening type of uh, connection with nature? It can be as simple as even just admiring nature. You know, there, there are studies around just looking at nature can provide a sense of calm. Yeah, that's awesome. I absolutely love that. And, you know, my history uh, with that, you know, my my grandmother um, was advanced stage Alzheimer's and suffered with dementia for uh, the majority of her life, actually. And so her her space, her her happy place was with the plants and in the gardens and being outside in nature. And she lived on a on an Indian reservation. She's Native American. And she was always surrounded by nature and uh, she never wanted to be indoors. She was always outside. That was kind of her, her thing. And so, uh, yeah, I, I am, have been for, for years, uh, a firm supporter of the notion that, you know, being around nature and plants and, and sensory jogging things does have a physiological effect on your body. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, in many respects, and then it has the the emotional and spiritual layer to it. In fact, um, I was just, right before we got on our call, I, I received an email from a um, customer in Texas with a, a photograph. So the, the community uh, sent us the photograph of the resident with a quote by the resident, and it said, if I may, um, sure. It says in the email I just got from this. Bonnie says that the garden is a loving thing. You can love it and watch it grow, and you'll be amazed at what you did. So there's something there, you know. There's something rewarding, and I um, I'm on the same page as you and your grandmother. You know, the open skies and are are calming. They just truly are. And to spend a life indoors, you know, there, there's problems with that. And I think in, during COVID, <laughs> I think that we're, we're, we're feeling that. I'm getting a little cabin fever. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, <laughs> dude, no, no <laughs> lie there. We're all struggling with that one. Yeah. In fact, you know, in some respects, I feel like nature has been our ally during this. And I'll speak for myself on that one. But in the sense that, you know, I can go outside and walk around the nature, uh, the the neighborhood part of me safely, you know, and I can admire all the beautiful gardens here in Seattle. And I, uh, they're just so easy to gawk at. They're just, just so many beautiful gardens around town. But um, I, I'm just so grateful that I can admire the, you know, the, the rhododendrons, the magnolia when it's opening. Now we're getting the fragrant lilies and, um, for that, I'm grateful because it really has helped me ground me during all of this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, being in a place like Seattle, you know, a lot of people don't know this about, about where we live, but outside of the, you know, cities themselves, you know, this area in the Pacific Northwest is very green. It's very nature driven. So it's, it's just one of the most beautiful places uh, in the world. And when things start to come in bloom, the the visuals and the senses and, and the sense everything just kind of goes gangbusters and you're just constantly bombarded with just an amazing sensory <laughs> overload so that's one of the very few uh or, or one of the one of the things that i absolutely love uh, about being here and uh since you mentioned it though and we kind of touched on it in the beginning but since covid you know a lot of companies have had to do some some pretty drastic pivoting including you guys so we talked about how you started you kind of touched on some of the new things that you've done you've added a couple of new kits to your program and some new classes and some new videos so let's talk a little bit about some of that new stuff you're doing well um in light of covid we were unable to enter the communities so um that's a big part of what Elder Grow does. The therapeutic garden program, our educators go in twice a month in normal circumstances. So we quickly um, shifted to what we call virtual activities. And so we're still developing content and curriculum um, that we share with the communities and we provide how-to videos alongside the, the curriculum. And then we also provide remote garden coaching. So we're actually looking at the gardens that we normally would tend to uh, on site. Now we're coaching the community staff, say, through video chat like, um, you know, FaceTime or WhatsApp. And we're looking at the garden live and providing custom one-on-one coaching and, and helping the uh, staff take good care and, and it's just it's it's pretty exciting we're seeing some really beautiful gardens and we're empowering staff and we're you know and they're in, in bringing their residents some of the gardens are actually completely resident driven so we're coaching the residents directly too um, that's largely in the culinary herb garden program so it's it's been uh, different but it's certainly been rewarding and it's working thank goodness so that's one way um, we shift it. And as you uh, pointed out, um, the, the kits I mentioned earlier, we launched two kits and, and during COVID. One is our Farm to Fork Garden Kit, which we launched uh, in tandem with our five-year birthday or anniversary on Earth Day. And this is our first foray to outdoors. To date, we'd have to, we've been doing everything indoors uh, in light of connecting residents and really trying to remove any obstacles. Now, as it turns out, outdoors is where, where some residents can go um, and, and meet their families and their loved ones. There are some instances now where you can gather outdoors. And so this outdoor farm to fork kit, it's, uh, we ship uh, organic ready-to-plant herbs and provide activities and recipes much thanks to you again that (laughs) that the um residents can do with their with the staff and families and and that's the farm to four kit and i already touched on the five senses kit and that one is indoors that one actually doesn't require gardening so that one is really about um, engagement and sensory stimulation. And it's really, therefore, I, I really looking to help the residents who are in isolation 
who maybe even be confined to their rooms. And, and we're really um, trying to provide a way to, to help staff um, who are doing an incredible job, might I add right now, um, provide them with some ideas for uh, to engage the residents because they have really challenging jobs right now. So we're, we developed the five census kit with that in mind. Again, we use uh, organic herb plants for sensory stimulation though and reusable activities around those plants. They being um, rosemary, mint, and lavender. Yeah, yeah, those are amazing. I, I use those actually quite a bit myself for, you know, <laughs> making, you know, cocktails or, you know, making dressings and sauces and, you know, garnishes, of course. And I love to make little fresh herbal sachets. And one of my favorite things <laughs> to do with, with those kinds of, uh, I guess you'd call them stemmy herbs, um, is to really kind of make little pastry brushes out of them where you kind of tie them together and, and dip them like in oil and then, you know, brush the meats that you're grilling with them. It just makes an awesome, you know, back flavor. So I, I, I love the five senses kit. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. Well, you always have great ideas. I have actually started making some of that because I am, you know, I'm more comfortable out in nature than I am in the kitchen. <laughs> but <laughs> thanks to your recipes I and COVID, which has really kept me home, I have, you know, really started to embrace these. And you have great ideas. Um, really appreciate the new garden to glass feature that we've been working on, the, the, the sort of mocktail cocktail. I love with that. The herbs. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, the videos we, we provide, you asked about those earlier. We provide those just to, um, for ease of, um, to support the, the staff. So ease of, um, comprehension, if you will, just to show how to do something. This is, you know, a little mini, um, class shown on video, um, done by one of our awesome trainers just to walk the, through the actual lesson. I'm curious then, how many communities are currently using Elder Grow? Yeah, so I was thinking about that before we, we hopped in our call. I'm like, I know that would be a good question to ask. So we are just about to reach 300 communities now. Holy schmacks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a little uh, growth spurt of late. So we're very fortunate. Yeah, we're coming up on 300. Oh. around there i need to do an exact count <laughs> that's that's close enough it's 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 a lot let's just put it that way <laughs> what uh what has the response been then from people who have the elder grow gardens in place how do they how do they like it are they using it what are what's the feedback you're getting oh it, i mean it's been phenomenal and um very fulfilling and rewarding the the impact is immediate so um you know, it's been that way since the, the start five years ago in terms of the impact on the residents. You know, um, we went in with our first garden during a pilot, um, just how it would electrify the community, just these beautiful, um, fragrant plants and something different and unusual. It just ignited the community, not only the residents, but the staff. And it, it brought about reminiscing people who had worked on farms or grew their own gardens. Um, so it really gave a, a sense of place for the residents. And also, like, like I said earlier, something to nurture. And it's just been a, a 
one um, general manager here in the city of Seattle, um, she was, I think, customer number four, maybe. And she said it was a game changer, you know, and it just families were were just astounded and really appreciative of how the community was investing in, in the residents. And you know, so the families were really happy and the customers are really happy. The, the senior living partners are really happy in their investment. So it's really just been, you know, just a terrific experience. It's what's led to the 300 communities that we're at today. So. Yeah, that's a uh, that's just simply amazing. It's uh, the fact that there's that many people adopting kind of a natural approach to things. I think in communities, I, I wish that we could get them into all communities. It just seems it. I mean, from from my perspective, when you think about it, I mean, it just kind of seems like a no brainer. And I'm sure the logistics are a lot more you know complicated than you know. Hey, just put gardens everywhere. But um, you know, just what you do, I, I think, is awesome. So we we've got the culinary herbs. We've got the, you know, kind of more sensory therapeutic style plants. What other possibilities might there be for elder grow products in the future that you might add to the gardens? Well, um, we're on our toes. We're always staying on our toes and we love to innovate. So what the the latest thing that we've been working on is we've been expanding further into nature therapy. So we're expanding beyond just therapeutic gardening. Um, you know, given that we're living in the virtual age and, you know, there's, we, we want to find a way to connect our senior living partners and the residents and the people at large with, with nature. So we know that the, the past two or three decades, there's been tons of studies around the health benefits to humans around nature and nature interventions. So there's passive interventions and there's active interventions. The passive ones would be like just looking at nature, for example, or looking at a fish in an aquarium. And then the active ones are, you know, getting your hands in the soil. And so all that said is that we are um, expanding beyond the gardening and wider into nature. So we're developing nature kit right now. Um, that's not just plants, but also butterflies oh. and, and um, birds. <laughs> so we're not going to be shipping any birds, but rather <laughs> we're um, creating ways to connect with birds. I love and that. So, so plants, but yeah, we're super excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're not going to look forward to little shoeboxes full of holes arriving in the mail. <laughs> so that uh, <laughs> we'll avoid that. Can you imagine? Right. Yeah, I can imagine. What uh what has been the biggest <laughs> challenge um besides COVID, of course, challenging the entire world, but um in growing the company of Elder Grow, what has been the biggest challenge for you and how have you addressed it? You know, I bootstrapped Elder Grow. I, I we were fortunate to uh receive some award monies, which as I said was used for seed money and I started Elder Grow with that. And um Basically, there's a lot of uh, elbow grease. So, um, it, you know, like we didn't go out to investors. And I think, though, if you, if, when you have a lot of a passion, which I do, uh, I'm pretty determined. And when you have a good idea and a great team, you know, magic can happen. And, and so I think we're able to um, 
you know, go around those obstacles that, you know, it's just, it's just hard work, but what isn't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just used to hard work. And so I think that's my answer is the biggest challenge. It takes a lot of work, but you know, but I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. So yeah. In the trenches, know, nose one, to the grindstone. <laughs> yeah. One foot in front of the other. Well, I've got just a couple of more questions for you. And these we refer to here at Cosmic Soup as the Cynthia questions. And these are questions that we ask every guest that comes on the show because we absolutely love to get the different perspectives on the same questions. So question number one, if you could create your dream senior living community for yourself to live in, what would it look like? What would it consist of? Describe it for us. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I envision a community that has outdoor space, green space, a greenhouse, fresh air. You know, so that's what I envision. I envision um, alternative wellness therapies that are non-pharmacological approaches. So, of course, there's going to be therapeutic horticulture, but there'll be animal-assisted therapy. Um, you know, there's everything around chicken therapy and equine therapy, and these are actual true therapies. You know, there are, as you know, um, um, dogs are largely recognized as uh, animal-assisted type of therapy, but there are others. Um, and when I say equine therapy, I don't mean everyone needs to hop on a horse and gallop around the, <laughs> the community, but rather... That'd be cool, though. Rather, you know, that would be cool, right? But, you know... Um, you know, brushing the mane of a horse. They're, they're intuitive creatures and they can be quite healing to, to care for a horse or, or pet it. And Kizzy has chickens. And so they're not just for laying eggs. There's something that's um, healing around chickens. And um, she has one, she's got a few. One's called Tenders and it loves to be um, scratched on its um, above its hind legs and will cluck around her until she does that. And Did you say its name was Tenders? Yeah, and she's got one called Barbecue. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, Kizzy. Yeah. Kizzy, you are now forever chicken lady to me, just so you know. <laughs> Oh, it's true, you know, and, and it's, you know, you go to her, um, she's got a great photo of, of, of her chicken on her shoulder. In fact, that comes to mind and, you know, but seriously that, that, you know, if you have chickens at a senior living community and I know, um, I have a friend, a, a former colleague out on the East coast who does this, they rent, she's called, this is called rent a, rent a hen. And so they, um, the, the senior living communities actually have chickens there. And what happens is the residents find so much um, entertainment in the chickens that they're, they're, they get up out of bed, they get dressed, and they love going outside. They're getting vitamin D, and they love sitting and watching these chickens strut their stuff around the property because they're hilarious. And um, so there, there is value to them beyond, like, the, you know, laying eggs. And so I envision a place like that with live plants. And one thing I'd also envision is that um, in terms of this dream living community is that it's intergenerational, you know, that there's 
different ages at the community. It's not just for for the old folks, if you will, but you know, kind of a day center there, or even college students there. They do that, I think, in the Netherlands now. Um, they connect the different generations. And uh, so that's what I envision too. They could all work out in the greenhouse together, for example. The, 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 the um, college students could get their skills working on the farm, say there's a farm, and um, while uh, eating over dinner with a resident. So, so that's my dream, senior living community, for sure. That sounds absolutely amazing. I, I think I would go there and play with chickens and horses for sure. That sounds awesome. <laughs> So, uh, for the senior living providers out there in the podcast sphere, what are three things that you think they could do today that would make an immediate positive difference in the lives of the residents? Well, immediate. Hmm. Well, first and foremost, right, I do have to, my hat goes off to the senior living providers. I truly that the, they have hard jobs. They always have had hard jobs with staff there. No doubt. You know, I worked in a community. Yep, yep. I worked in a community, and, and I it was hard then, and it wasn't during COVID. You know, it's just full-on work. You know, it's a, it's a big responsibility. It's bigger than ever now. So I applaud anyone in that uh, in that space right now. So um, in terms of what, what could be helpful, you know, I um, – and in, in immediate simple things, you know, you could just open the the windows and get some fresh air, some fresh ventilation. That is that's really good for sleep for the residents. For example, now I know there's we need safety, so always um, you know whatever applies um, there with safety in mind. But when possible, fresh air, live plants, put some not fake plants, put some live plants in the community. Um, that that's what I think would be great. You, you know, you know residents could water them, help the, the, the facilities director or, um, um, you know, I know that there's um, challenges around the social distancing right now. So, so we'd have to keep those in mind, but for now I put in live plants and I think, um, when possible, have a resident walk outdoors, get some uh, some fresh air and some vitamin D without sunlight. We all know about seasonal um, affective disorder. Mm-hmm. It's called SAD. I mean, this is a real stuff. This is not, you know, um, dang dangled <laughs> studies or, or, or not um, approaches to care. So the, the residents need, they need their vitamin D, they need natural sunlight and, you know, I think on a um, sort of longer term, I, I think, you know, to provide the residents with opportunities to do some things that are meaningful, not just entertaining, but that fill the residents' spirits, their whole selves. And so that that's what I always try to um, remember. You know, it's not just uh, providing tasks and entertainment. It's what can we do to nurture the souls of the residents in meaningful, purposeful ways. So that that's, a you know, not as immediate necessarily. But, you know, if you give a resident a watering can and, you know, point them in the right direction of the plant, that's pretty immediate and that's pretty easy. So 
that's where I'll leave that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super complicated infrastructure based things to put in just really small things that you can do that make a huge difference. Absolutely. So Cynthia is absolutely going to love those ideas. I'm sure. I think that's awesome. Orla, this has been absolutely freaking amazing having you hang out with me today. <laughs> if people want to find out more about Elder Grow, how do they stalk you on the interwebs? Where do they find you? How do they get all the information they need to take part in the awesome programs that you all have put together? Oh, you are so awesome. Thank you. I Flattery will take you places. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, so we're um, eldergo.org. It's pretty easy. I just remembered .org, not .com, and, and you'll find us quite readily that way, eldergo.org. Cool. And you have a uh, social media sites as well? Oh, we do indeed. Facebook, all the, all the usual suspects, Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, we're, we're definitely there. Um, so you can you find us there and, and check us out there too. All right, there you go, everybody. Check out the Elder Grow website. Check them out on social media. Look at all the awesome stuff that they have to make the universe a better place. Orla, thank you so much. This has been awesome, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Mike. Great speaking with you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, there you have it. Totally worth the wait. Wouldn't you agree? So if you feel like doing us a favor, please subscribe to the show and follow us on all the social media platforms to help us share our awesomeness with the world. Just search for Cosmic Soup as well as 3RD, 3RD Marketing. So thanks again for being the amazing human beings that you are, and we'll talk to you soon on Cosmic Soup.